Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome, 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 Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don here with my good friend, Jeff Street. Hi, Jeff. Come on in. Hey, Don. Thanks for having me, man. Excited to be here with you. We are going to do something fun today that, well, I don't know. Is, is health insurance really fun? But it's it's going to be unusual. How about that? We usually are talking about kids and parents and relationship issues. And this will be actually our first financial-oriented podcast. We're going to talk about health insurance today. And so, and Jeff is a, is a dear friend of mine, and he's also just... He's been um, telling me for, and, and I've known about this product for years, health sharing. And so, um, you know, um, first of all, Jeff, um, before we get into health sharing, I just want to introduce the podcast first, what we're going to talk about, and then introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah. Well, Don, again, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to be a part of this. It's really an honor uh, to be on here and talking to the Crazy Cool Families uh, community and just have so much respect for what you guys are doing and just adding value to families. You know, obviously the family dynamic is the one of the biggest things that we all need to focus on, especially in these times. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do such an amazing job uh, just helping people and helping the family unit. So I... Uh, just moved to uh, Highland Village, Texas, uh, actually from Connecticut, a little over two years ago. And my uh, first weekend here in Texas, actually, I uh, was unpacking uh, our suitcases and said to my wife, or my wife said to me, she said, honey, it's Sunday and we're in Texas. I think we could probably go to a live church. And uh, with the uh, <laughs> the pandemic, we hadn't been to a live church in so long. And I said, honey, it's 1045. Like, you think there's anywhere we can still go? She's like, oh, I found a church. It's seven minutes minutes from here. I go, let's go. So we ended up uh, uh, going to Valley Creek uh, Church that day and walked in. There was a baptism. It was just a big, big day in our lives and never left there and was blessed to meet some amazing people and create some amazing relationships like yourself, Don, uh, from being at, uh, at at Valley Creek. But I've been uh, self-employed. I'm 44 years old. I've been self-employed since I was 19 years old. Uh, owned uh, multiple retail stores in the past. And uh, for the last 18 years, actually, been in the direct selling industry oh wow and then and out of your business that's what that story is is you kind of got into you saw the health sharing model so much so that you decided that you wanted you become an advocate and a direct seller of it right yeah, you know, you know, we've been uh, my wife and I we're we're in we're in business together, so it's been a family uh, business for for us. My wife was a former insurance agent, actually for State Farm Insurance. So, like a good neighbor, my <laughs> wife was always there, right? So she had a, a good some good insights to the uh, to the industry. But we've been you know selling different services to individuals and, and 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 families and small businesses for years, looking for solutions to help people, help businesses save money, and find you know services that maybe they need that they. Don't don't have yet. And about a year and a half ago, uh, partners of ours came to us and said, you know, we've got a different service that we think that you could market and uh, we want to get your feedback for it. And it's called healthcare sharing. And I said, well, you know, I've heard of MediShare, I've heard of Christian Health Ministry, never really knew a whole lot about it, but but I heard of it. So let, let me kind of check this out. 
And uh, my wife and I were fairly healthy people. We always carried a, a high deductible health insurance plan because we didn't really go to the doctors uh, much at all. But um, we were paying uh, just under $1,000 a month for the two of us on a really high deductible plan. So I went and I got myself a quote with this particular healthcare sharing company. And I was uh, I was blown away, Don. My, my plan came back at $364 a month. The uh, PRA, which is like a deductible, was cut more than in half. They said there was no network. I could go to any doctor I wanted. And I was excited, but at the same time, like really cautiously optimistic, thinking, mm-hmm. well, this is great, but what what's the catch? And I really just started doing a lot of due diligence, actually. I spent a lot of time with the CEO of uh, this particular company, got to know him, really started learning a lot about the industry, and went from being cautiously optimistic to just being really, really passionate about this concept. And uh, today, um, when people are like, well, what do you do? I say, well, I'm, I'm on a crusade to disrupt what I really believe is a very, very broken uh, healthcare system in our country right now. So yeah, I went from cautiously optimistic to now this basically being uh, pretty much my full-time business at this point. Well, and so what we love to do at Crazy Cool Family is educate. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things we do is, is we educate people on the power of relationships in your home we educate you on you know how to do culture and, and uh, how to how to build your family well so that's what we want to do today is is with jeff is so jeff is uh, jeff and i've had conversations and um, about what health sharing is versus a traditional health model a lot of us a lot of you have benefits with your companies you know and so um sometimes this this product will make sense and sometimes it won't but today really i just felt like you know in talking to jeff and, and in talking and seeing where the market's going as well that it would be worthwhile to have a conversation with um our friends here with jeff and, and with his company about how what health sharing does and how we can uh who it benefits and why and what to look at so first of all you know Maybe we just start out with a um, a comparison of health sharing versus traditional health care plans, kind of, you know, positives and negatives of each. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to do so. And like you said, healthcare sharing, it's not going to be a solution for, for everybody. Uh, we, our, our target market really encompasses about 91 million Americans that, that we believe that this can really be an amazing uh, fit for. And, and who are those 90 million? Who are they? Yeah, so, so healthcare sharing is really designed for people that are healthy or are fairly healthy. Individuals that, to, to your point a minute ago, either are responsible to pay their own health insurance or pay a portion of their of their health insurance. Definitely uh, individuals that are self-employed, folks that are 1099, small business owners, uh, businesses with 49 employees and less, uh, you know, gig, uh, gig economy workers. There's a lot of folks right now doing the Uber, doing the Airbnb, you know, doing yeah. that gig economy, DoorDash, you know, Uber Eats, you know, you name it. A lot of them don't have health insurance. So there's the real estate professionals. That's another big thing. I heard a stat not too long ago that over 36% of real estate agents in our country have, have no health insurance. And I don't believe it's because people want to play Russian roulette with their life. It's just the cost is really high mm-hmm. uh, for folks that are that are that are self-employed. And you know the amount of people that are underinsured or have no insurance at all right now is really really risen at a staggering rate. So folks that fall into those categories, that's really our our, our target market. Um, for people that have a serious health condition, healthcare sharing might not be the right fit for them. Healthcare sharing, think almost like a privatized, uh, you know, uh, um, pr- 
private healthcare club for individuals that are healthy or, or fairly healthy. Right. And, and what I mean by that is individuals that have uh, what's called a pre-existing condition, where over the last 36 months there's been signs, symptoms, treatments, or diagnosis, those particular ailments are not what's called shareable in a healthcare sharing community until they've been signed symptom treatment diagnosis free uh, for 36 months. Now, there's a couple exceptions to that. If somebody's over 65, healthcare sharing does offer a, uh, a replacement for somebody's supplemental um, uh, plan for Medicare if they have Medicare A and B. So for seniors over the age of 65, uh, pre-existing conditions doesn't matter. They can be going through anything and they can still be a healthcare sharing member and not have to worry about what's covered, what isn't when it comes to pre-existing conditions. And then also for those younger than 65, if they have um, any form of high blood pressure or high cholesterol, as long as it's controlled, that's not counted against them for any future cardiac or, or vascular event. But for people that are really going through something significant that are under 65, you know, traditional health insurance is probably going to be a better uh, fit for them. Healthcare sharing basically uh, rewards folks uh, that have a healthy or a fairly healthy lifestyle with typically a rate with a, with a rate that's typically 30 to 70% less than traditional insurance for the average individual for the average family. Now so this would also impact someone who's maybe with a company that does provide health insurance but really has a they have to pay a lot of it. You yeah. know because they uh, maybe the company makes them pay, you know, hundreds of dollars a month in in terms of their portion of the health insurance, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And somebody can uh, easily uh, get a quote uh, with a company like like the one that I work with, and they can go to their HR department and say, hey, if I opted out of the company's healthcare uh, plan, what would that look like for me? And believe it or not, uh, because health insurance costs are so high for, for employers, I heard a statistic the other day, I think the average about $700 uh, um, uh, 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 per employee cost as the average mm-hmm. cost for employers to offer health insurance to their employees. So sometimes uh, companies will actually give somebody uh, like additional financial rewards to opt out of healthcare. Hey, we'll give you an extra... $300 a month or $500 a month if you opt out. Not all companies do that. Some just say, hey, you can you can opt out if, if, if you want to. But somebody should definitely look at uh, talking to their HR department if they see that a healthcare sharing plan can be a big uh, benefit for them. Also, there's no open enrollment period with healthcare sharing. So somebody can become a member at any time and their coverage actually begins the first day of the next calendar month. So unlike traditional insurance, people don't have to wait mm-hmm. uh, for open enrollment to, to look at a new uh, you know plan to see what, could, um, what type of benefits there could be for themselves. And also when they talk to their HR department, you know, sometimes they'll even say, "Wow, like, what, what, why are you opting out?" Well, here's what I'm, what I'm, what I'm looking at: healthcare sharing. This is something that works for businesses as well, especially those that are 49 and less. So sometimes the business owner actually wants to offer it uh, to their employees. Yeah. So a, a lot of, lot of technical terms thrown around as you were talking about vascular and, and all kinds of things. And so I want to kind of break it down just a little bit more, maybe even summarize a little bit. So you know, like if you have, you know, so. One of the things that you were saying, Jeff, is that if you have a pre-existing condition and you go from employer to employer, let's say, in a more of a traditional job, traditional healthcare, 
you're not going to have the pre-existing condition is going to be accepted by the new employer or is going to be taken on, you know, most of the time. And so that therefore, you know, with traditional health insurance, there is a, um, you know, that, that pre-existing condition. But if you have, if you are in a health sharing type situation, and let's say that you, a condition starts, let's say that you um, have cancer or something, then that doesn't become a pre-existing condition in your new health share. They will continue to cover that. Even if you have remission and come back or whatever, it's only when you start, you have to have, you know, that's where the pre-existing condition can be disallowed. And then you would get everything else covered except for that, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So if somebody has something, let's say I broke my arm, you know, last year and I'm not when healthcare sharing will... I enter a healthcare sharing community. My arm, uh, you know, is, is technically a pre-existing condition until I'm signed symptom treatment free for three years. That that's probably not going to discourage me from being a healthcare sharing member because I don't have a lot of concern that that's going to happen again to me over the next you know two years. But if I've been cancer free for six months, then I'm probably not going to want to go uh, to a healthcare sharing uh, you know company because you just never know when if it could come back you know quickly. But to your point, once somebody's in the community. Community, as long as they were healthy when they entered the community, um, God forbid, uh, you know, a year from now or six months from now or whatever, you know, somebody has to have an organ transplant. Somebody gets in a major car accident. Somebody has cancer. There is, uh, in most healthcare sharing organizations, ours being one of them, there is no lifetime maximum. So it's not like your your auto insurance company. You've been getting a bunch of car accidents. They they kick you out. Here, if you become unhealthy after being part of the community, there's never going to be a lifetime maximum where they would they would remove you. Uh, from the plan. Is there any, that's another thing that people ask me a lot about healthcare sharing versus, you know, and even with traditional healthcare policies, there is a maximum sometimes. And, you know, usually that maximum is millions of dollars, but with healthcare sharing, is there an annual or sometime maximum on any kind of health care that they provide? Or any... yeah, there, there is, and there is with, with traditional insurance as mm-hmm. well. And most people don't ever really look at their health insurance uh, policy and know that there, there is a maximum. Um, so yes, uh, with healthcare sharing, there is an annual maximum uh, per member. Um, many of them are half a million dollars a year or a million dollars a year. And those amounts are actually what's called a repriced amounts. So, for example, the company that, that I represent, uh, we have a reference-based repricing model where we advocate for our members. And I'm going to try to talk in like some simple terms. Right. So what that means is somebody gets a bill, right? It gets sent to the it, it gets sent from the provider, the doctor's office, to the healthcare sharing organization. The healthcare sharing organization, you know, uh, for example, like the company that we represent, they'll now advocate for their member and make sure that bill is fair market value. So our, our average- Which means they're going to reduce the bill. Yeah. Basically. So on average, we reduce the bill. It's crazy. Like what people are getting billed. On average, we reprice the bill by 72%. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a real life example. We have a roofing co- um, company that's a customer of, uh, of ours. They had an employee just, uh, just last month broke their leg. They had a $200,000 medical bill. $200,000. That got sent to uh, our, our healthcare sharing company. They negotiated the bill down to $20,000. Oh, wow. Now, what the member was responsible for was their primary responsibility amount, which is like a deductible $5,000. So from a two, uh, from a $200,000 bill, the member paid just over $5,000. 
And so again, that annual maximum of, of let's say a half a million or a million dollars a year, that's the repriced amount, not the actual bill. So somebody would have to have millions and millions and millions of dollars of medical bills for a year to actually ever hit that maximum. And many organizations like ours, we have a, a separate uh, nonprofit entity Almost like a almost like a slush fund, where members can contribute an extra few dollars a month. We even have like a, a seasoning actually that we that we sell, where a hundred percent of the proceeds goes towards this. And what that fund is for is, let's say, for example, somebody entered the community, they had a some sort of a pre-existing condition, but they just didn't really understand it. Or maybe they went over a maximum, which actually has never happened since our company's inception. Nobody's ever hit that maximum. But as a just-in-case, we have that extra uh, extra fund that's there that a member could actually apply for and actually uh, be, we, we, we had a real life story of somebody actually in Iowa uh, two months ago where they had a pre-existing condition. They didn't really understand that they had it. Um, so it came back that their bill was not covered and they just didn't understand it. So they were able to apply for our program. It's called Impact Extras. Mm-hmm. And our company literally sent a check for a little over $50,000 to the doctor's office on that member's behalf on something that technically was a non-eligible medical expense. It's a really amazing community that we've put together. Other organizations do something similar just to cover those people in that what if scenario. You, know, you can't take advantage mm-hmm. of it. Like it can't be blatantly you know, obvious, but I love the fact that things like that are available for members well let's transition to kind of what some people have you know if you've talked to people that have seen this health so you've got people who maybe don't know anything about health sharing or you have people who have heard about health sharing in the past and a lot of people that have heard about health sharing in the past heard about it you know we were just talking about this pre-podcast is that you know at first this was a really religious based uh, you know uh, industry and a little bit what I would say kind of behind the times technologically. Is that, are those both fair to say? So take us on a little history of where the industry was, where some people may have, you talk to people all the time about this yeah. in your crusade, right? Yeah. And so uh, you hear a lot about the past of health sharing versus the present and kind of take us on that journey a little bit. Yeah, no, you're up, absolutely right. And healthcare sharing. And kind of how the claims work, yeah, work yeah. and do work and things like that. No, definitely. No, I'll, I'll dive into it. But I really, to your point, really want to help people have a really good understanding of what I mean by, by healthcare sharing. And it's not a new concept at all. To your right. point, it's been around for over 40 years. Right. We were talking about Dave Ramsey earlier. Dave's been a big advocate of healthcare sharing for many years. And healthcare sharing really started out uh, in, in the church where basically members could uh, and and it was a real like exclusive thing where you actually had to have an affidavit from your pastor originally yes. to be able to become part of these healthcare sharing communities and it was like a healthcare sharing ministry where uh, where a church could have their own like a separate nonprofit account where members would each pay a few hundred dollars a month into this bank account and the only thing that the account could be used for would be to pay members medical bills so it's really like a community approach it started out in the Christian church and then it really became popular in the Amish and Mennonite uh, community and started to grow from there. But it was really, there There was, uh, now healthcare sharing is really technology driven. It's, we call it decentralized healthcare. So it's almost like the Uber or the Airbnb of health insurance where we're really, really industry disruptors, you know, so, so to speak. 
uh, but it was much more of a cumbersome uh, product uh, process back in the day. Kind of like um, the Bitcoin of. <laughs> yeah, 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 a, 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 absolutely. But just, you know, to give people a little bit more of a, an understanding of why it's so important right now, health insurance is really at a tipping point. The average American family in 2019 spent 1750 some dollars a month on health insurance. The average individual spent $452 a month. 80% of, uh, of uh, or I'm sorry, over almost 60% of all bankruptcies in 2021 were due to people's medical bills. They say 80% of the country is trying to um, cut down their healthcare costs. And the reason why healthcare sharing works so well in a time of stage where there's over 100 million Americans that are in some form of healthcare debt the reason why healthcare sharing works so well is 5% of the population equates to over 50% of all healthcare costs in our country. Mm-hmm. And it was really when I understood that, that I understood like why I was able to pay so much less with the healthcare sharing organization because most people are healthy or fairly healthy and just paying a ton of money to be able to subsidize the cost for people that aren't healthy. So remember like that private healthcare club I was talking about really for people that are healthy or fairly healthy, there's so much less of a risk factor for a healthcare sharing company. That's why the prices can be so low. But originally, it was all a religious base. And so recently, over the last couple of years, healthcare sharing has gone from just religious-based en- entities to now there's organizations like ours that are ethics-based instead of religious-based. Mm-hmm. So what that means is we have that love thy neighbor approach. We accept all creeds, all walks of life, all religions. You know, we have a lot of Christian brother and sisters that are members of the community, you know, ju- ju- you know d- just like myself and my wife, but we have Jewish members. We have, you know, Hindu members. We have Buddhist members. And I, I love that fact because Jesus wasn't spending his time just talking to people that were already believers, right? right? And so I love that love thy neighbor approach that we can reach out and engage with, you know, so many different types of folks. Also, it creates opportunity now for small business because small business, it is hard for them to offer healthcare sharing to employees saying, hey, here's this great cost, you know, alternative, uh, this not this um, nonprofit alternative to insurance approach, but you have to be of our faith to be part of the healthcare plan. So that was always a real sticky thing, a hard thing for business owners that wanted to offer mm-hmm. an alternative to uh, to traditional insurance. But previously, to your point, Don, in healthcare sharing, um, most healthcare sharing members, actually all of them, when they went to the doctor, they would have to pay as a cash paying member. And then they would have to submit their receipts to some of our good brother and sister healthcare sharing organizations that then it was kind of a cumbersome process. And then maybe 60, 90 days later, they'd get reimbursed with a bunch of checks from all the different different people in the community. So it's a peer-to-peer community approach. And it was great. It worked really well, but it was cumbersome. And somebody had to have the money to be able to pay up, up front. Now, the price that people paid a month was such a great advantage that still it was a great, great thing for people. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it made them maybe not be able to, to, to do it just in case they had to pay as a cash paying member up front. Some people couldn't afford that. So now with technology, organizations like the one that my wife and I uh, re- represent, um, we have the ability now that when a member goes to the doctor's office, the doctor just inputs what's called the payer ID number. It's on the back of the healthcare card into their billing system and they bill our company electronically. 
which means the member doesn't have to pay up front. Just like insurance, uh, it gets sent to the healthcare company that then pays the provider. So they've really architected it now to really look and feel just like insurance, but with a 30 to 70% average discount for the, uh, the average family saves $9,000 a year with, with healthcare sharing. Mm-hmm. And I know obviously this is all about family and $9,000 a year back into the budget of an average family can do so much uh, for, that, for that family unit. So what I'm hearing is, again, kind of in summary that you know, uh, because of technology and because it's no longer a religious-based deal, but a um, ethics-based deal is what you said, I think, is that it was a term that now anyone can do it. Companies can do it. You know, like many companies, um, it's very difficult to offer health care for the employees because it costs $2,000 a month for a family. And it's just, you know, that's the wages are just, it, it's really tough. And so uh, this is a way that they can offer that to their employees or people can choose it themselves. And so, uh, and, and what you're saying is the, the bill process, you know, it, it used to be that, you know, re- literally just think about that, that, you know, in, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you, you paid everything up front and you got a bunch of checks in, you had to keep track of all the bills. And it's just, was very different than the traditional healthcare model where you went and paid a copay and then yep. you did that. And, you know, and, and you, and if you had a surgery, you paid a lot more cause that went into your deductible and everything else. But, uh, but, but the process, even though the healthcare process, the traditional healthcare process could be very cumbersome, it was very different in the health sharing industry. What I'm hearing you say is, is that that, even though both are still healthcare and still, you know, have their issues, the process of health sharing has become much more um, manageable for the the person that's, uh, you know, going through the, the, the uh, medical problem. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know I, I told you I wanted to just be really transparent and, you know, talk about the positives. There's a lot of them. And also talk about, you know, any challenges that, that, that you know, that can occur. And so we talked about the pre-existing condition, you know, piece um, to, your, to what we just talked about. The technology has advanced so much, but there still isn't 100% buy-in uh, from providers so, for mm. example, somebody goes to the doctors, they give their, their, their health care sharing card, and sometimes there's going to be what's called provider pushback, where they say, well, I don't know what this is, I've never heard of this. So organizations like ours have really put processes in place where there's a provider support line, so our members can actually uh, fill out a request prior to even going to the doctor's office where they can call the member's behalf ahead of time just to you know educate the provider hey here's who we are here's what we do here's what percentage we pay uh, we're really proud that we have the fastest pay time in the industry so we're processing and paying bills from providers in under 30 days time so for providers they're actually getting paid a lot faster than they do mm-hmm. from the insurance companies with less hassle and they actually are getting paid a little bit more as well so just if somebody doesn't do the process of having that provider outreach outreach they're going to be more likely to maybe walk in again there's no network somebody can go anywhere but they might walk in and have the prior provider say well, we've never heard of this now even when we do things the right way and they send in that form and we do the provider outreach, there's still going to be some times where the provider just says, hey, you know what? There was a healthcare sharing company years ago. It took us took them a long time to pay us. We don't know if we want to take this or we just don't want to take anybody new at all. In a situation like that, 
if that um, member still wants to go to that particular um, uh, institution or, or provider, which to they get can choose anybody, yeah, they can choose anybody. You know, if the provider doesn't want to take them, they can still go there if they want to. They can get their treatment. And then they can be treated basically like one of the previous uh, like generation of healthcare sharing members. They can pay as a uh, cash pay discount and just submit it mm-hmm. um, to uh, companies like ours for reimbursement. And we pay the member back as quickly as we would pay the provider. Right, as long as right. they've hit their PRA, which is like a deductible, we'll reimburse them. If they haven't, then it'll just go against their PRA or, or, or deductible. So, you know, that is something where as long as people are educated and know going into it, they're not going to have like a negative experience. But if they don't know that going into it, you know, if they walk in somewhere, hey, I'm excited, I got my new healthcare card and, you know, the, the and the provider said, we don't take that. Obviously, that could be a bad experience for somebody. Well, and so um, you referred back to the pre-existing condition, you know, and some people have, um, you know, with the health sharing option compare so we know that it's a very viable option for somebody who doesn't have a pre-existing condition and also might um, not have insurance have access to health insurance so super good alternative there and and it's also come a long way um, compared to the person who has a traditional health plan with an employer um, they usually have a copay for a lot of their stuff and things like that do you have a the same kind of copay or do you just first meet that deductible and then pay a percentage after that with the health sharing? Yeah, great question. And when we do a little bit of a of a comparison, so you know, in health insurance is a you know high uh, you know typically a high premium. One thing that's a real big deal right now is that there was an article in Wall Street Journal last week saying that during open enrollment this year, which is the period of time it's in the fall when people choose their health insurance company or or employers choose who they're going to go with for their employees for health insurance, this year they're expecting a 6.5% premium increase, Mm -hmm. which is going to be the highest increase in, in over 10 years. Now, contrary to that, like healthcare sharing companies like ours, we've never had a price increase. We're saving individuals, families, small businesses, 30 to 70%. In health insurance, a lot of times there is a deductible per family member. Mm -hmm. Uh, In most healthcare sharing organizations like ours, it's actually one combined family deductible for the entire family. Uh, For us, it's it's actually under, it's as low as $2,500 a year for the whole family. Um, Also, typically people are tied to a network in many healthcare sharing companies like ours. There's no network, but also we have some of the best uh, prescription pricing in the industry. That's a big, big uh, benefit for members. If people have heard of GoodRx, GoodRx Gold, um, they can actually, through a good healthcare sharing company, get their get great uh, prescription and drug discounts cheaper than GoodRx Gold over 90% of the time. The co-pays that you talked about, mainly they're called a they're um, they're called a provider fee with health sharing, and uh, a lot of the times we're significantly lower than what they used to pay as as a copay. So, for example, um, our members get a free uh, annual wellness visit or physical and one hundred and fifty dollar blood work credit. But my ER and inpatient uh, fee with my previous provider, Blue Cross Blue Shield, was six hundred dollars if I went to the emergency room. Uh, with our healthcare sharing organization, it's $150. So that's like a copay. We call it a provider fee. An office visit would be uh, $50. We also, um, in many healthcare sharing companies, share in mental health, which is so important, especially in the fi- family dynamic. A lot of times that's not covered with uh, insurance. And even outpatient uh, therapy as well, like physical therapy, chiropractic. So 
good healthcare sharing organizations, and unfortunately, there's been some bad apples, uh, you know, in the past that didn't do this in a in a, in a transparent uh, and integrity uh, filled way. But there's so many good companies out there that do what we uh, what we do. They want their members to stay healthy, so they're really looking at like holistic wellness and different options like that. Not just to have somebody get healthy, but to keep their uh, members uh, healthy. But we do. 24-7 uh, free telemedicine, which is really awesome as as well. I used to have to pay for that. So, no, there's some really significant uh, benefits, again, for those people that are in the healthy and fairly healthy, not just the price, um, but I believe um, in for many people the coverage is actually better. Again, those that fall into that right bucket, that healthy and fairly healthy, where it's not just less, but actually people can get access to more care than they previously could. Well, Jeff, um, thank, first of all, thanks for, it's been very educational. And if you're like me and most people that, you know, man, maybe our head's spinning a little bit with all the terms and everything, but that's why I like to always bring it into something simple like you've done to just say, man, you know, it is, check it out and just check out the benefits, do the research. It, it's, it's the, the industry's come a long way. Our health insurance industry is going downhill in so many ways and 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 it's also just you know it's some of it's the health insurance companies but also it's just our aging population more and more people you know more and more cost and more and more ability to do things which there's a whole discussion that can be had about you know health insurance in general and why things are happening but because of all that i that's why i wanted to bring jeff on because I, i just believe this is a a good alternative for some people to check out. And the industry's evolved. Um, you know, I've been a business owner. I've been in the business world a lot. I see things and I know how, how health, and I, you know, obviously run our family for over 30 years. And so it's something that it should definitely be considered by every family, especially those that don't have health insurance or have very um, poor access to health insurance. So uh, Jeff, how can they get a hold of you? Here's my personal cell phone number, and you know anybody can feel free to call me or text message me, but it's uh, area code 267-974-1059. So again, that's 267-974-1059. I know, Don, that you're also going to uh, put our uh, email address um, for my wife and I in the, uh, in the, in the comments as well. And you know, I, I tell people five minutes could take could could actually help save somebody fifty percent or more on on their healthcare costs. So, really simple. If anybody's like, "Hey, I'd like to know what a quote would look like for our family," it's a super simple process within minutes. We can let people know what that would look like, and even if people just have questions, like, "Hey, t- help me understand a little bit more about healthcare sharing," or "Is this something that could be the right fit for me?" We just love to be a resource. Uh, in any way that I can um, to your community. And just one thing that I just was thinking about a minute ago, my wife is, I think, you know, w- w- women always find ways to just make it uh, make it maybe more simpler than we do with so many <laughs> things in life. And my wife usually gives this example, and I think it really helps people understand what healthcare sharing really is all about. Let's say that you go to the doctors and uh, you get a bill, it's $20,000, and you're not sure how you're going to pay that. Then all of a sudden, somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, here's $150. Then somebody else taps you on the shoulder. Here's $150. Somebody else, here's another 100 So it's it's really just a community approach. Members mm-hmm. of the community 
sharing in each other's uh, medical bills and and helping uh, helping others. So hopefully, my wife's example makes it even clearer than some of my examples for your for your listeners. Well, it has been very clear in so many ways that it's just. Uh, I mean, it's a complicated healthcare in general is a complicated process, but you know, it, it really does come down to just um, um, you know saving money and looking at alternatives. And so, um, you know, again, thanks for being here. We will put that in the show notes, a way to contact. Just, you know, call Jeff or email him and say, hey, heard about you on the Crazy Cool Family podcast. What I do know is, is that Jeff and, and, and is a very reputable um, person. I know that he's going to take care of you. He's, I've, I mean, there's certain, I've always seen Jeff get back with me, you know, just all the things that are good. So if you, you know, as far as a trusted um confident and for and give you the advice i've also seen jeff really um tell people like he did on the podcast today the good and bad not try to you know necessarily sell you on a different a particular approach just because that's his you know but really just try to get the best for the person and so that that's really you know that's a credit to you jeff in the way you do things so um yeah and so again health sharing uh you got us we'll put the cell phone number and an email address in the notes if you want to have further info about it and um yeah i hope that it's something that blesses you guys and hopefully it's something that'll provide insurance for somebody that might not have it and or save money for people in the process so jeff thanks for being on thank you so much john god bless everybody yeah and as always parents go be crazy crazycoolfamily.com